Hi, I'm Erin. Hi, I'm Julia, and we are the Gesso Girls. Here to help navigate the world of art with the mission to inspire you to fearlessly share your work with the world. Hi everyone, before we dive right into episode four, we wanted to share a couple responses we got on our Instagram when we, when we asked you all about the why behind your art. Last week's episode was all about the why behind your art practice and forming your process, so we wanted to hear what you all had to say. So Fiorenza Art says the why behind her practice is to love the imperfect of life because it's okay and even good when things aren't perfect, and I could not agree more with that sentiment. Brian Mateo says, because it's beautiful to see the ideas in my head come to life right in front of me. The Painted Walrus, sick username, by the way, says to spark joy in myself and hopefully others. Lizzie C. Design says that the why behind her art is to soothe her depression and anxiety and that she lives for art with a lot of exclamation points. Then we have Artist Bennett says it's her happy place, which I totally, totally relate to. Michelle K. Wee, with two E's, says, because it's my favorite way to express myself, the process and final results also calm my anxiety. Thank you guys all for sharing with us. We loved hearing it. We appreciate you all for listening. And without further ado, here is episode four, Excuse Proof. Hey everyone, this is Erin and welcome to episode four, Excuse Proof. It's very easy to make excuses not to do something or put something off for days And if that style works for you, message me because I'd love to learn your ways. Uh, But bring it back to our last episode. We discussed the big scary why. Why you create, why you bring yourself to the blank paper or canvas. And in order to put the art in start, it's helpful to understand your why. It's just one bite-sized step in deepening your practice or advancing your creativity. So I'm going to sound like a broken record, but as we mentioned in our last episode, Starting anything is overwhelming and there are so many small little starts and big starts. So the small starts are being more the behind the scenes elements and the big starts being, no pun intended, the big picture, the gallery, the website with art on it, Instagram, etc. It's kind of the end goal is the big starts. Um, But the key to focus is, or the key is to focus on one element at a time. Uh, It makes it a little less complicated. It makes it less intimidating. Think of a puzzle. You can't put a puzzle together all at once now, can you? Uh, So today we're going to discuss how to make your art practice excuse-proof, excuse-free. We want you creating art, not excuses. Okay, so just to kind of start off our excuse-proof, I was reading an old article on the Huffington Post the other day, and it was from 2016, which... All those excuses four years ago are completely relatable. And why I bring this up and why I kind of kick it off with this article is because there was something that was on there that I loved. And what they talked about was, I don't have time. That is an excuse that we hear now. We heard in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. We've all been there before. We've all said it before. But what I liked, what they said was, instead of saying, I don't have time, ask yourself, is this a priority? It isn't that you don't have time, it's simply that it's not a priority for the day, which is totally fine, life doesn't stop, but it might help you look at it through a different lens and help you prioritize your art to the front of the list. And I'd never even thought of it in that way until I read that, because I would say like, oh, if you keep saying that you don't have time, then maybe set aside time, which maybe that is what you need to do, but a cool way of kind of digesting and looking at it is kind of thinking about Is it that you don't have time uh, or is it just not a priority for you for that day? Um, Definitely. 
But I don't know, Julia, if you have any thoughts on that, but I'm sure you've also done it yourself. But I think it's such a common excuse for, you know, not just art, but most things in life is that we don't have time. And I'm sure you've also heard it's also, you have to kind of create the time. So in, in a lot of ways, the best ways to make your routine excuse proof is through taking a hard look at your habits and where you are spending your time in the first place before you can even dissect how you're going to create a successful routine. Um, I encourage you to do an audit of your time, if you will, and see where you're currently putting your energy because time is energy. And when you get really honest with yourself and can see where you're where you're tripping up and where you're doing well, and also you can see what motivates you, where you're spending that time. Maybe you feel motivated to, you know, sit down and watch TV or you feel motivated to, you know, cook a good meal or whatever. But it's figuring that figuring out what motivates you piece is key because you can then re-engineer that part into forming new and better habits around your art practice as well. So this is, does not feel like a fun topic, I'm sure, but we're going to break this down so that you can see how it applies to your own creative practice and hopefully find some fun hacks and ways to really just level up in terms of making your practice as productive um, as possible. So you might be thinking, uh, okay, Julia, well, creativity is supposed to be loose and organic and not supposed to sit in this rigid time frame. And to which I'd say, you know, yes, I do agree. You're right. Creativity should be loose and free flowing, but we don't really live in a world where we prioritize creativity in that way. We live in a really fast paced, rather stressful world. Business where oriented. Business oriented. Productivity. Goal driven. Yeah. And so that's the world we live in. That's what it is. And so we can give ourselves those loose creative free-form times, but we kind of maybe need to do it in the parameter of creating time and space so that we can have that. And it's imperative that we set aside the time and create a routine around it. Just like you might create a routine around exercise, you need to do the same with your art practice so you set yourself up for success. So in thinking about routine and how you make it excuse-proof, a couple things came to mind. And these are three elements that we picked that seem to be kind of key components of a successful and excuse-proof routine, and that would be one is predictability, the second is consistency, and also comfortability. So what we mean by predictability is kind of the when and the where it happens. Not that it needs to happen in the same place every day, but it should, or the same time, it is really important that you kind of create and commit a space and a time associated with your art practice. For example, um, I have an art studio specifically set aside an entire room just for painting, just for me. And granted, maybe you don't have an entire room to dedicate to painting and art. But for me, you know, art is my full time job, I need to feel like I have an office just like somebody would have an office if they were a lawyer, you know, you have a place to go to a place that feels professional, or set up for it. And yeah, for me, it's the way I treat it like a job. Once again, that's predictability. I set up the space for it. I set up the time for it. And then the next would be consistency. So consistency meaning frequency. So how often you do something. And so for me, this is different for every person based on what your schedule and routine look like. But for me, I know that I need to paint a minimum of four days a week to feel like I'm getting enough done, like I'm in tune with my practice. Like I'm just, you know, have my finger on the pulse of where my creativity is at at the moment. So if I have that established number, okay, I 
would like to paint four days a week at a minimum. It makes me feel like I have consistency and keeps me accountable. Something that I sometimes compare the consistency to is rollerblading. I know it sounds so crazy, but think about the last time you went rollerblading and then think about if you had put rollerblades on today, would you be very good at it? And I think that's how art should be treated similar. Like your consistency of a minimum of four days a week, it's helping you stay fresh and keeping it relevant. You're not burning yourself out, but you keep practicing. And I can tell you, I put on rollerblades like two weeks ago and boy, it was difficult. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I feel like rollerblading's had a comeback lately. I've been seeing a lot of people rollerblading around lately, but I know it, it kind of is about that. It's like, if you're something you haven't done in a long time, while painting is kind of like getting back on a bike or getting back mm-hmm. on roller skates, it's, you're still going to be a little rusty and it's going to mm-hmm. take time to find your groove and get in the swing of it again. And so if you have that established number of times that you're supposed to paint a week, that set aside time, set aside, set aside space, it's just going to happen more organically and you're going to feel more exactly. motivated and productive. Not that it's all about productivity, but that helps when you are actually in the studio making stuff. We all stuff. love checking things off our list and completing things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's validating. It's mm-hmm. validating, you know, your practice. And so the third piece is comfortability, which kind of sounds weird because I know so many of us are like, you know, you should get outside your comfort zone. But when you're implementing a new routine or habit into your life, you can't be so outside what your life is normally like that it's just never going to work. You know, if suddenly you're somebody who you're never been a morning person and now you've decided you're going to start waking up at 5 a.m. and painting every day, I guarantee you that it's not going to stick. Maybe you're somebody who does way better. You're way more productive between the hours of 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Maybe make that your painting time, whatever. But having something that fits within your own comfort zone in some capacity will keep you accountable or maybe not keep you accountable, but will keep you feeling like you can come back to it easily. Setting yourself up for success. Like you don't want to set yourself up for failure. If you know that 5 a.m. is just not going to work for you, don't force it. That's just going to cause more stress. And with stress, you may not create the work you want. Definitely. Don't make the routine stressful, you know, make it, make it effective, not stressful. And so, yeah, you know, while we're here preaching about all these ways (laughs) to make routines, you know, successful and whatnot, you know, we have, Aaron and I have our own excuses of why, you know, we, we don't get to painting. And so I guess we're going to give a couple examples of the excuses we have. Dive right in. I got a laundry list of them because I am not a full-time artist and Maybe I find it easier for myself to make excuses because of that. Um, Well, I'm not doing it full time or I don't have time. And I mean, the list goes on. But something I kind of this summer kind of reflected on was why haven't I been painting the past couple of years? Like, what was it that was keeping me from bringing out the canvas? And I was in a condo that didn't have the space to be able to paint. I don't have a dedicated room for it. So I am in the process of moving into a new space. And so I was really trying to problem solve, like, what can I do to not have that as an excuse anymore? And so what I started doing and creating was kind of a more portable art station. So I actually got one of those Ikea art carts. You can get them all over. This is not a sponsored ad. Um, These are my own Ikea if you want to sponsor us. Send us some art carts. Um, (laughs) They are, I believe they're actually bar carts. But I turned it into, I actually ended up spray painting it. Sorry, I wasn't into the teal and it's now gray because I knew I was going to get paint all over it. But I set it up in a way that my gesso, of course, and paints 
and water bucket and brushes are all accessible from the very top. And then below, I kind of layer it in with stuff that maybe I don't use as often, but it's still easy to grab. So I can just drag that cart out, maybe pull open up a foldable table, or maybe I just a table that I already have, because for me, it was more of bringing all my supplies out and then cleaning them all up just seemed like a lot of work. Uh, and I just felt as if I didn't have the time to dedicate to bring everything out. It's just too much of a production. So with that, my little hack is kind of structuring and creating this portable resource Easy to cart. roll away, easy to roll out. Easy you to know, roll just... in, roll out. I don't have to worry about re-putting everything away. Like my water's right there. My brushes are right there. Um, clean up. I'm working on that hack. Um, yeah. just... There's really, honestly, I've kind of half jokingly said this many times, but I would be willing, if I ever make it, like really make it in the art world, I am 100% going to hire somebody just to clean my brushes. Like I swear to God, if I had enough money to do that, I would, because that's my least too. favorite part of too. the whole thing. Um, yeah, and so I relate, even though I have a dedicated space that I paint, I still have that excuse of just being unmotivated to knowing there's going to be a cleanup process is a big is a big thing. And so I actually myself have a roll away cart that I can put it out to the, off to the side when I'm done so the room doesn't feel just like a complete mess afterwards. And I think for me too, like another big excuse of my own is I'm too tired. It's been a long day. And this definitely relates a lot to when I was working a nine to five job. I just felt I'm somebody who needs to feel like my cup is full for me to be creative. I don't really, I can't really create from a place of emotional distress or like exhaustion. It just isn't for, I just can't do it. So for me, I've had to figure out, okay, so how am I going to trick myself into feeling re-energized and excited to go and put some of my time and energy into painting right now? And that usually is coupling it with something else that I enjoy doing, such as I only listen to my favorite podcasts while I'm painting. So maybe so you listen, listen to Jesso Girls. I listen to Jesso Girls. <laughs> yeah, so maybe you listen to Jesso Girls only while you are painting or you know creating in some capacity. So yeah, so it's like something I love to do, and I feel like it's kind of a guilty pleasure. And I pair it with something that I might not feel like doing. In addition, I also will watch The Bachelor while I'm painting sometimes, like on my computer. Um, it just is a fun way. To, it, after five o'clock, it's like you want to relax. It's a fun way to couple it with a relaxing time as well. Julia, The Bachelor, that's so mainstream of you. Are you sure you're an artist? Oh, yeah, I'm 100%. <laughs> I, I don't... I'm, I'm done like pretending I watch it ironically. I, I watch it because I love it. <laughs> it's great stuff. It is. I sometimes I wish content. I could be on it, but then I'm like, mm. it makes me feel better about my life a lot usually. Does and it's it? just really entertaining. It almost <laughs> reminds you that like nobody has their life together and it's okay. No, no. You're not no, alone. Yeah. <laughs> it could always be worse, right? You could have making all your mistakes on reality TV. That so. is true. Well, speaking yeah. of mistakes, perfect segue go. into one of our last hacks. Um, so an example that I say, and I've heard from so many people is, I don't want to mess it up. So this is maybe not so a hack, but a duh, but messing it up can sometimes create the best results. So we're lucky that we have a practice that mistakes are and can be beautiful. So really use that. I mean, we're not surgeons, so a mistake isn't going to ruin someone's life. I mean, no, thank goodness (laughs) that you drop your paintbrush and it splatters all over no life will be lost. The worst worst thing is you have to a little extra cleanup. Cleanup or maybe it's a new part of your painting that you never would have thought of doing and you're like oh that kind of looks like this. I'm going to evolve it into this or that color wasn't really supposed to go there but now it's okay. 
try to make it fun. Take your time seriously, but you don't have to take the process as seriously, if that makes sense. Try not to be a hypocrite of it. Light it up. Laugh at your mistakes. Have fun with it. I know canvas and paper and stuff like that are your resources and our money. And so I know you don't want to like ruin something, then you have to go buy a new canvas, but cover it up, gesso it, or, you know, see if there's something you can explore along that and creativity, create stuff with it. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, like you said before, we are lucky we work in a space where it's mistakes are totally acceptable and also can often like create beautiful results. Mm -hmm. I think for me, whenever I lighten up a bit, I feel far less intimidated about even beginning a painting because I think the whole like I don't want to mess it up thing can either stop you from ever starting and it can also stop you mid painting maybe you're at a spot where you like where it's at but it's not done yet then you're afraid you're gonna you know screw it up somehow and just letting go of that sort of pressure and excuse for you know because it is an excuse at the end of the day it's an excuse and just being open to where it leads you is really important you know as I said before another key component of making sure your routine is successful is that comfort level and what we mean by that is is lighten up. This routine does not have to be something that's really difficult to put into your life now. I think if we have fun with it, it can be something that you look forward to having as a part of your lifestyle now. Don't punish yourself. Yeah, it's not a punishment. Yeah, exactly. It's an exciting new thing that you're working into your time, making time for and working into your lifestyle. So maybe, for example, if you're somebody who doesn't have time to paint during the week, but you do on the weekends, maybe make Sundays, like make a big breakfast and then have fun and sketch with a friend or something like that. Don't change your whole life to make this fit in. It's not going to work that way. You have to look at how your life is already structured and then fit it in. Making art feel fit comfortably into my life is a lot easier than it has been because I'm doing it full time. For me, I can put it within that nine to five time frame. And currently, I kind of, to make this routine fit comfortably in my life, because there's a lot of other stuff I have to do now that's not just painting, it's a bit more business um, or administrative. I'll put that stuff at the beginning of my day and I'll save the fun stuff like painting for the end of the day. Yeah, so like I said, it's a lot easier for me now, but Erin, I know you've struggled a bit with having this you know, balance in your life. So how are you currently making this fit into your life in a fun way? Yeah, it's definitely been a journey for me to implement implement art into my routine. As you guys heard me already before, I have to say like it wasn't a priority of mine in the past because I had prioritized my clients and my clients in the advertising world. So getting them their art and making sure that they are happy with it and not actually setting aside the time to put pen to paper and really draw and be artistic in my own way. And I knew if I had squeezed in, I wouldn't have been happy with the results. So something I've learned over the time because I would be like, I need to paint this. I need to do something creative. And I found I found in my move a piece of artwork that I did because I squeezed it in and I hated it. And I still hate it. Um, and that was kind of a reminder of me. It was like, don't force it. Implement it in the way that's appropriate for you. And so something that I've been trying to do lately to excuse proof Um, My routine is I have an iPad and because I'm so familiar with the digital space that I actually started downloading um, these sketch apps, which I have found, I think it's called Sketch is the one that I use and I have an Apple pen or whatever, one of those tablets. I use Procreate. Yeah. And I just found that if I just sketch, maybe it's for me right now, it's just building that confidence first and being able to have that erase and undo that I can sketch stuff out there and it helps me kind of plan 
what I want to paint instead of just going straight to the canvas. I wish I was that person that could just look at a blank canvas and just go for it. I'm not there yet in my journey or in my practice. I was at one point because I think about like what I did in college when I was painting and drawing every day, but right now my mind is been rewired slightly that I'm working on. So I've been really trying to find ways, implement ways of my current practice and role of digital design and put it into um, my current stuff. So I think that's been working pretty well for me. So now I allow myself to explore more and put a little bit less pressure in order to paint. So I do dedicate time each day for creativity, but instead of saying I need to paint, it's really just a spit time for my mind to figure out what kind of craft and art I want to create that day. Yeah, I think it's great. And I think there's so many ways to excuse proof your routine. And we'd love to hear how you guys have made your art practice excuse proof and how you've held yourself accountable. And yeah, so if you want to DM us, we'll We'd love to share your different practices and hopefully maybe use them for ourselves too. So thank you guys all for listening to our fourth episode. And next week, we're excited to say we're going to have a guest, which we'll be announcing sometime soon. Thank you guys. If there's something that you think a friend might benefit hearing in this episode, please share it. And um, don't forget to leave us a review. Every little bit helps. And remember, it's all right to just jesso it. Have a good one, everyone.